do it live. Just wing it. <laughs> well, oh, man, that was a good segment. Dude, can we bring it back? <laughs> we can. How many episodes in do we have to be to bring back wing it? Wing winging it. How many? Man. What a segment. What was, episode number is this? 306. Hello, Michael. <laughs> hey, Andy. <laughs> Hello, JJ. Hey, what's going on? 306. I uh, I did make wings a couple weeks ago, but they weren't... I just used a rub that I had around the house on some wings that I had frozen uh, from, I don't know, maybe January or something. So, Man, we should all get together again. That'd be a good time. That was a lot of fun last time. We don't have to do wings, but like could. We should do that or I don't know. Ooh, we could do we could convince friend of the pods to do a crab boil again. Uh-huh. Could do that. Is it time it's probably time that we could do a small ish get together. I mean It's warming up. It's warming up. We could be outside. I got a lot of tests just sitting around because we didn't end up using them in Europe. Just saying, it could be done. It could be Y'all done. Come down to San Diego and see our new backyard. There we go. Oh yeah. There we go. Is it's got a grill in it? I assume. Oh yeah. A functional grill and horseshoe pits. Singular. I have a large amount of uh, lawn games between Michael and I. True we, yeah, we have. We have a very functional and uh, nice cornhole set. So. Oh, there you go. Well, then Michael just has to bring Connect Four. Oh, Connect Four! What a what a game! What a game! Speaking of games, I I don't understand this game, but I understand Connect Four. I want to be very clear about this before I start. I understand Connect Four, okay, but I don't understand okay. cricket. Who does? All I, just, I know about cricket is something about like tries no no wait that's rugby uh yeah wickets Wickets. i I pretty much understand rugby if you understand american football just take away a lot of the rules and now you have rugby (laughs) and it's both slower and faster somehow i mean honestly they're uh it is amazing to watch an american football kicker kick something 55 yards or whatever and make it between tiny uprights uh, but watching a rugby kick is actually pretty, pretty, pretty fun where they're just like, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to kick it now. You should let people do that in American football. A honestly. thousand percent. A drop kick through the uprights, like from a punter. That'd be, that would change that the would entire game. Wouldn't it? That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, my thought was that that was the sport that I understood the least and therefore should get a drive to survive. Nice. Oh. Right? Because I know I know out there in the world, especially in India and Australia and a couple other places, there is a very, very deep and rich 
story about a lot of cricket players and how famous they are and stuff like that. And, and they're very popular. Uh, it would be cool to be understanding of that world that is very far removed from us. JJ. Yeah, the ashes. That's the other thing I know about cricket. The ashes. That's the, the ashes. Thing. JJ, uh, okay. I started uh, fantasy F1 teams. Yeah. How you doing, man? Did you join the Shift F1 official league? I, yes, free advertising for Shift F1. Uh, a podcast we, it, about speedy race cars. I didn't realize that. Um, uh, uh, what's his name from from Vice was on there until I listened to it. Yeah, they have they have a lot to say. I mean, it's it's uh it's the right speed for me. Let's say. I recommend. I really do recommend going back and listening to the preseason primer. Yeah. Um, it, it is a great introduction to the sport for people who want one of those. All right. So uh, I did. Did I give you enough time to log into your fantasy F one team? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I I uh, I've named my teams, and I want to see if you can somewhat guess what are on them. Okay. Bullhoss. Yeah, okay, I have a good idea. <laughs> Young guns. Like good idea. Oh, interesting. Okay, like rookie drivers or something on that one? And Ferraris. Huh. Who could say what's on that one? <laughs> With F U R R. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh so uh the Bullhaus is obviously both uh Red Bulls. Both Hosses. And uh, for for S's and G's, I threw era <laughs> threw Albon on there. Nice, because he used to be a Red Bull driver. Uh, so I ha- I have uh, my three teams uh, are named Super Max. I think you can guess. Yeah, that's just <laughs> you invested heavily in Max Verstappen and Red Bull. Yeah, and I have Kevin Kevin Magnuson on there, and like Botas and a couple other people. Uh, I have one called Michael Massey's Revenge, which is all the people from that last horrible race involved oh. in incidents. Oh, no. Like Latifi and <laughs> and Max and uh, who else? Uh, Stroll. You can't afford uh, to put uh, Max and... Not Max. It's like Max and Red Bull and then like... Oh, no, sorry. I have Mercedes yeah. uh, as the team on that one. But yeah, like no yeah. one else could because yeah. you can't afford to. Dude, you can re- it's really expensive to buy. Michael, you have to, uh, you have a budget. It's like a NFL team. Okay. And you have to be under, what is it, 140 million, just like the real, the real teams have to do now or whatever? No. So it's interesting because it started at 100 million. Oh. And I think they inflate, like basically the drivers gain and lose value as the weeks go on. Yes. And you can sell your drivers at a certain point to like lock in the increased amount of overall budget that you have. Oh, hmm. that I have not seen or understood at all. Well, it's like, it's a really slow process because they gain and lose value in like increments of like 0.1 million. So it's really, really slow. But like, you know, by the middle of the season, you could potentially have gained like six million on a person or whatever, sell them. And all of a sudden you could upgrade your one guy to a way better guy. I mean, if Schumacher comes back and like wins a a few uh, points, maybe he'll be worth more than six million. Yep. 
That'd be cool. Uh, and then my final team is called Mercedes is going to win again, aren't they? And it has uh, <laughs> Mercedes. And then uh, actually, hilariously, the uh, one of the Ferrari drivers who is worth way more. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that, that one did that one didn't the, age very well, did it? Or the Mercedes team. Yeah. yeah. None of my teams are actually doing very well in terms of overall points. Yeah. I kind of figure my young guns team is the only one that has any shot because it's just Russell Leclerc, Albin, Norris, Schumacher with Ferrari as the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the the thing that matters a lot is using the once per season mega driver thing which increased like basically multiplies by three a driver's points mm-hmm. and using it on the right person on the right week basically is the the most important thing that i can tell because like crippling someone's points is crazy especially if they win yep i like how um michael if you were really into it which i'm not mm-hmm. uh imagine michael if uh like practice reports gave you points in uh in the NFL. Oh, okay. So like so like if your player practiced they got a point. If your player was injured all week, they don't gain any points. Like if your player practiced better than someone else on the team, they got more points than them. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that totally if, would change uh, the dynamic. I mean, it's also, there's stuff in there like, uh, you know, uh, point per reception type stuff. Like, how do you feel about that? Because you could have it on or off, you know? Um, yeah, and there are, like, configurable rules, but, like, obviously we're not no. messing with any of that stuff, not making our own leagues or anything. Yeah, no, there's a lot of craziness around it. Anyway, I just thought that was a interesting sports moment in F1 because I watched... Uh, the Schumacher documentary that Netflix did. Have you seen it? Is it called Schumacher or it, it is? Yeah. Okay. No, I have not seen it. I didn't realize he had not recovered very well from his accident. Oh dude. Yeah. That's been like, yeah, that like one of the big, the biggest tragedies. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael, Michael Schumacher apparently, uh, had a skiing accident after he quit racing. Oh, okay. So he, he made it through, you know, like accidents and racing and all this sort of stuff and just said, like he, seven time world champion. He's like seven. maybe the best driver ever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his son is now driving and. Wow, that was a great little doc about uh, maybe the best driver ever, um, and to watch a whole bunch of people that still know you know him and still talk to him and are still around him all the time, even like his family, in a documentary about him, and to know he's still alive. But you know, wow, that's rough. It's a rough little side note to that story. Yeah, it's just really and anyone in that situation it's so horrible like what can you even do what can you even say don't know but yeah it came out last year and uh unfortunately it's really not for anyone that's not a fan of f1 in terms of understanding what they're talking about who the people are like you know they they're talking to uh what who is it um jeez my brain man uh 
People on Ferrari. Yeah, the dude that was on Ferrari that will... There's a whole movie about him called Rush with him and... uh, Oh, my God. My brain is mush. I'm going to have to edit all this out because it's just stupid. My brain is mush. Nico. Nico Rosberg? No. No. Hulkenberg? No. Nico. I mean, like, to be clear, my fandom started somewhat early, so I don't really know. Like, other than, like, the biggest, most famous people, I don't know a lot of the other older drivers. Like, Schumacher had already retired by the time I started paying any attention to F1. Mm. And, like, Mick wasn't even in, like, junior or, well, maybe he was, like, junior, junior racing or something. He wasn't in, like, F2 or anything. Nikki Lauda. Yet. Oh, Nikki Lauda. Yeah, very famous um, owner slash team principal slash racing driver from like the sixties or something. Yeah, uh, seventy six, I think. Like seventy. Okay. Seventy three through like seventy seven or something. I know I've always won. known him as a very old man. So oh sure, timeline. I mean, timeline still lines up. <laughs> it's a. It's tough to not think of him as an old man, considering it, I think he burned most of his body in a fire in, like, 76. Yeah, he was in a horrible accident. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it, if you are not quite a fan of F1 but want to watch a good movie, uh, there's a movie on Netflix also called Rush, which is about him and James Hunt, uh, who was also a world champion, I think, James Hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he was. That tells the entire story and kind of gives you an idea of who Nicky Lauda is. And they talk about him in that drive to survive, but uh, he was also friends, I think with, uh, with Schumacher while he was driving for Ferrari. Like the crazy thing about, well, I don't know if it's crazy. There are some sports that are like this, but F1 is one of the rare sports that drivers can have incredibly long careers or short ones and still be very good and famous. Yeah, yeah, it goes both ways, right? I don't know that you can have an incredibly long career in baseball and still be at your peak. What do you think? I think it depends what position you play. Uh, Yeah, I mean, sure. Like first base or designated hitter, often you can play uh, as long as you can smack the ball hard still. Yeah, DH in particular. I think Pujols pretty much proved out here on the West Coast that uh, you're usually even then on your down your downtrend, even if you can eke out another five, six, ten years in the league. You know, yeah, being a veteran a, presence in the clubhouse only goes so far. You know, yeah, there was a pretty damaging to his uh, long term famousness with the angels to for Pujols like comparing him to when he was on the Cardinals and when he was on the angels and just never really quite performing even to the amount you would expect from his, you know, down tail of his career. I'm not saying he's a bad baseball player. Uh, every baseball player is a better baseball player than me. So professionally, I mean, you know, yep. Uh, I'm imagining, <laughs> That someone not quite on the down tail of his career 
might have preferred to have gotten a chance, however, to complete a perfect game. Or shoot, even a no-hitter? Like, those are still good. Like, man. I I don't know. I mean, he's 34. He's probably got another four years left in his arm as a starting pitcher, maybe? If they manage it this hard, I guess he will, right? Gosh. Clayton Kershaw got, I don't know, Michael, as a... uh, as a member of a Dodgers household, was he robbed? <laughs> so, at first, I thought I thought that he was robbed, that you shouldn't have, have yanked him from a game. And then I read what his response to the whole thing was. Okay. And he felt that he, he got through the seventh inning, but he felt like for the last two innings that he had pitched-ish, that he just didn't have the same stuff that he started the game with. And he thought that he would be a liability if he kept going beyond that. So he agreed with the choice to pull him because it would have potentially hurt the team. Coward mentality. Coward. (laughs) He should be launched into the moon and so should the manager who pulled him. Both of them straight to the moon prison that I'm building now for people who have terrible ideas. (laughs) I... I... I believe Clayton Kershaw to be a good man. I I believe it. I don't know it. Um, I believe he tries harder than most people in baseball. And I believe given the bad luck that he's had in world series runs and all that sort of stuff that, uh, look far be it from me. All professional athletes, I'm sure know their own bodies better than I possibly ever could. Right. Yeah, sure. But at a certain point, perfect got, game. <laughs> at a certain point, you've got to believe he is a professional athlete with an ego, and it, it, it honestly concerns me more that he didn't want it. I don't. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this is a veteran player at 34 years that has the ability to walk out of the dugout and say the right things. Because why damage the team by saying that was that was the dumbest thing you could do? I was ready to pitch the rest of the game. Or if it it truly is a cautious player that's had three years ruined by injury, uh, I will never know. Yeah, it's impossible to know, but maybe maybe a little column A, a little column B. I just I I can't imagine knowing, you'd get to the seventh inning of a perfect game and just be like, I don't got the gas, coach, pull me. Right, exactly. Right? Like I there's I can't imagine you get to become a professional athlete in any sport without having that like competitive nature about tons of things. And it's not like he didn't know he was throwing a perfect game, right? Oh, you yeah. know, you know, no one says anything because that's the unwritten rule. But, you know, you know, you know, and like maybe he, you know, I, I, who knows? Who I can't speculate what's in the man's head, but like. Come on, <laughs> that has to be that. That's like the crown. That's like the crown jewel in a in a pitcher's career. You throw one of those, you'll be immortalized forever. So the the numbers that I saw were there have been something like two hundred and thirty thousand baseball games played and twenty three perfect games, just vanishingly small. Uh, yeah, I just don't know how you as a coach don't have the owner call and be like, 
So we needed to protect the league two weeks into the season, huh? We we had to protect the lead on a two-run game when he's not even yeah, on the field. Like, 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 what, if he's worried about the team, be like, hey, you guys have a really good team. Hit some runs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I applaud his comments after the game. I read them as well. I just can't believe it. It's crazy. I... Like I said, I, I res- obviously, you know, he knows himself better than any of us could. Yeah. I can't fault him for whatever he says publicly, whether he thinks that privately or not. I still think they should go to the moon. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I know a sports owner that wouldn't take this kind of stuff from a coach. Steve hmm? Ballmer. Oh, man. I thought for a minute you were about to say Dave Steve. Have you guys been watching that? Uh, Secret base documentary video series. What is no. this? Oh man, Andrew, you don't. Uh, I forget you don't like watch YouTube very much. I, uh, Secret I base don't. is yeah. the John Boyce uh, and other various folks whose name I forget and I feel really bad about. Uh, video channel. They they're like an offshoot of SB Nation, and they produce these like really well researched YouTube documentary series. Uh, and this one is about Dave Steeb, a pitcher from the Toronto Blue Jays you've probably never heard of. Okay. Uh, he threw a no-hitter at some point. Um, but they, through the course of the documentary, you learn he almost threw four more no-hitters and got uh, taken out of them because the Toronto Blue Jays were a terrible team during the years he was there. <laughs> oh, no. And he didn't get the Cy Young Award ever in his career, despite having, uh, like, you know, war values that was, like, significantly lower than all the people who won in those years. And, you know, just like a bunch of, like, you know, modern statistics applied to older baseball guy. Um, He has a really interesting story. It's a really interesting documentary. It's, like, several hours, I think, um, of YouTube videos across four parts. And it ends with like a really great case for why he should make the Hall of Fame. It's interesting um, now that Moneyball is around that you can go back and just look at statistical impacts of players. Oh, yeah. Like this guy carried the Toronto Blue Jays for several seasons, basically, (laughs) as a pitcher. He was born in Santa Ana. Good for him. Oh, cool. He's a local guy. Yeah, so uh, anyway, go watch that if people are interested. It's a really great documentary about a baseball guy you've probably never heard of and then will decide you like by the end, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, you were saying about something else? Uh, I made a joke about Steve Ballmer being an owner of a team that wouldn't take any guff, but I know that Steve Ballmer's probably an okay guy and it's not true, but I don't know what Ballmer's peak is other than Steve Ballmer or some sort of mountain. And uh, and you told me to talk about it. So here we are. Yeah. You dangled this in front of us, JJ. So uh, I feel is like... Is it a mountain? No, but also yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, I feel like this must have come from an XKCD or something like this. Don't Google that uh, right now. But Balmer's Peak is the idea that uh, your skill in a thing has a like certain level... Uh, you know, at, Typically, uh, the amount of alcohol you consume decreases your skill at basically everything. Technically. Uh, there is this, uh, I believe the idea came from uh, specifically like programming, 
where like your skill at programming gets worse as you get more drunk, except there's this one really tiny part, like this really tiny zone where actually you get really good and you have like amazing ideas in a very specific amount of drunkenness. And then you have like any more to drink and all of a sudden it falls back off a cliff. Right. Uh, it's like it's like linearly decreasing, you know, like on a slope or whatever. And then you hit that point and it's like skyrockets to the moon and you have like any more alcohol and it skyrockets back down to the floor. <laughs> so darts players have known about this for a century. Right. So it, that's the <laughs> other, you know, place where this is like obviously felt right. Games like uh, pool and darts and stuff where people are like, oh, I like I'm like no good until I've had a beer or whatever. Yeah. If and I like, have about half of a lager. I am much more loose at playing like games like Warzone or whatever and uh, make not quicker decisions and not snappier reactions, but feel more fluid in playing the game instead of overthinking things. And so I think the reason it came up in programming is that there is at least a non-zero amount of art like i don't know art but like art artisticness that can be applied to problem solving it in code and in programming and having like a beer or something can be beneficial to just like you know when you're stuck on a problem you just can't think of a good solution all of a sudden like the great ideas can come to you when you're free just a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know then you have another beer and then all of a sudden it's like oh god these all uh, these are terrible <laughs> no these ideas were good but like now i'm having really bad much worse ideas <laughs> well you don't know they're bad a lot well yeah but then you know you come back later and that's why you uh, write them all, all down the, all your good back, ideas were come back out. later <laughs> so uh it was a funny phenomenon that was mentioned and i wondered if you guys had ever heard of this before i never knew there was a name for it that's funny and uh, the uh, I think the darts is like the perfect analogy where something like this comes up, right? Because you have, yeah, you know, bar games in general, right? Oh yeah, right. Uh, uh, this is definitely an XKCD. I'm just not clear if XKCD originated it or not. Um, but yeah, it's totally one of those. Uh, well, I think it's an XKCD joke because it's called the Balmer Peak. It was discovered by Microsoft in the 80s. So my joke about Steve Ballmer is actually correct. I th- so the reason it's called that is I think it was a thing that like, like I think it's semi-real. Oh, people in the 80s got drunk at Windows? At Microsoft, yes. Like that's actually real. Oh, okay. I- Maybe the story is apocryphal or something. I don't know. I but mean, the phenomenon is known by this name, and it is named after Steve Ballmer. That's the if, reason. If people got wasted and made Windows 95, I am going to back a truck of Bud Light up to the Windows uh, people for Windows 12. <laughs> you know? See, that's the problem. You don't want a truck. You want, like, two beers per person or something. <laughs> I mean, you're going to need a truck. There's a lot of people working at Microsoft. Yeah, fair. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of art and possibly drunkenness, Michael, how is Lego going? <laughs> uh, it's going good. I've, I have finished uh, episode four. Did you nice. buy the collector's edition of that thing? I did. 
Uh, and so are you, the, uh, are you sitting down? Y- yes. Uh, do you have a beer? <laughs> do you have a beer? No. Should I? Would you like to be able to afford uh, a, a, a keg of beer all to yourself? That bl- I mean, that blue milk Luke is now selling for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, that does not surprise me at all. It's an. I think it's an Ouroboros. Hasn't this been the case of like every Lego minifigure of even somewhat dubious rarity? So here's the thing: it's not that rare. Uh, That's the I, thing, right? I could have bought the Lego Collector's Edition for this game up until probably like a week or two before launch, and then once they they got out into the wild and people realized there was a Lego in the box uh scalpers went and bought them all up and now i feel like scalpers are the ones raising the prices on each other (laughs) right (laughs) now uh trying to buy these things up to sell them later because it's in and uh there's no guarantee that they won't just make more of these true anyway uh you know strike while the iron's hot there michael you've got a collector's item Uh, i can see they've already started dropping in price actually yeah, and the the minifig in this case was for the wife, so that is not my decision. <laughs> I wouldn't Besides have expected that, like you a, to sell it to begin with. I was just joking. Well, yeah. Besides that minifig, is there anything even... Like, is the minifig the thing that makes it the collector's edition? Is there anything else? No, you get a whole lot of character packs um, as part of it. So you get... You run these down. I, I actually have the list right here. Um, this is you the, get. Good. This is the Skywalker saga. Yeah. So the deluxe edition comes with uh, Mando packs, season one and season two, Rogue One, a bunch of classic characters, Solo, the Bad Batch, and a Trooper pack. And these are all characters you just like get access to off the jump, more or less. Or they're like DLC yeah. that are coming eventually. Uh, most of them were available from the jump if you pre-ordered. Um, the next DLC actually launches tomorrow. Um, so tomorrow is Rogue One. Oh, oh! So G- that I me- that I know has already downloaded onto my system because I got the notice about it, and it's probably just waiting for the time to tick over to go live. Okay, so these are like coming soon, though. Not like this isn't like some kind of season pass, like two years worth of character content coming someday. No, 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 no. They are all coming uh, very soon. I, I think they'll all. I think the last of the DLC packs drops on May the fourth. That's great. All games should have DLC come that quickly. Andrew, I hate to tell you what it means when they have DLC that comes that quickly. It means it's stuff that was developed for the game that they then cut out and decided to sell. Okay. Well, uh, don't harsh my my groove, man. They're doing uh, Rogue One. I gotta know. <laughs> I think it, I like. I think it's cool. And, and so, Michael, refresh my mind about this game. Right, the characters are. They're just like fun things. Do they all have like unique skill trees and stuff? Are they different no, in that? No. So there are there are a dozen classes, a dozen ish classes, and every character is sorted into one of those classes. And each class 
uh, I think other than the extras class, which is kind of a catch all, uh, has its own, it has a skill tree unique to the class. Do they still have the thing in the game or maybe they replaced it with the class system? Like you can only turn this lever or unlock this door if you are Harley Quinn or if you are Batman or if you are Robin, like, so I haven't found anything that is character specific yet. Um, but they do definitely have class specific things. So like you can only turn this switch by force pulling on it. So you have to have either a, a Sith or a Jedi. Gotcha. Okay, so that's like that you don't have to have any specific character, but you need some kind of force Jedi type person. Right. Got it. Okay. That's like way better than like having to play through the whole game. So you unlock the one character that you need from the thing. And yes. And it also makes it so that you you have the the character wheel and you can customize whoever you want to be on your character wheel. Right. So you can put you can put 12 people of the same class or you can put one person from every different class. Um, And so you could have, you know, your scavenger could be Queel and your rogue could be um, uh, young Lando. So on and so on. I will assume then at some point during all the playing of those levels, you will unlock some of each. Like if you didn't buy this, this uh, deluxe edition, right? They're going to give you some of every class so that you. Oh, maybe for you sure. To, yes. Maybe you have to like play the levels to unlock them or well, something. But JJ, like, actually, get them. <laughs> I just what? linked in, uh, in discord. Remember how we talked about, we thought all those codes inside the Lego boxes might, uh, exist. In the wild, in the long run, it turns out they are not unique for some of those, like the Razor Crest or the Shuttle skins or, uh, you know, holiday skinned C-3PO's, stuff like that. Uh, and you could probably unlock some characters through those. I think that there's one, two, three, four, five, six, there's like 15 20. maybe characters here you could unlock with just codes. That's cool. And it's cool that they made those like accessible to everyone without having to go crazy and enter some kind of crazy code off of a like Lego product. Yeah. So I have already entered all of these. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I found this, this same list already and entered them all. Cause I think a lot of them are, are code only. That's the only way that you would get some of these. Yeah. They were. So so you've played through one whole movie, I guess, for lack of a better word. I blew up the Death Star at the end of episode four. Nice. So I'm I'm putting on my layers to go to Hoth. Nice. Cool, man. Did they add any um now that you've played through an entire movie, I guess is the only way to say it, because it's not really you have five levels per movie. Did they yeah. add First of all, did they uh, did they make any jokes about the special editions versus the regular editions? And then did they add any Lego specific like side stuff that's like not really in the movie per se, but they added it in? Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the uh, sandbox stuff is just kind of them improvising different things for you to do. Uh, in and around the story. So that's probably the bulk of what they added in. Okay. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I play Lego games on the PlayStation, and so you have to press the triangle button to build. Uh, triangle strategy is not the triangle button, but it shares the triangle. Yes. I've still been playing that game this week. <laughs> I, I don't, this uh, is the best I can do. I don't. Oh, look, say, man. Not here. Don't forget yeah. to stretch, kids. Oh, God. My head. <laughs> Sorry. I could. I was okay until then. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I've been playing some more of that this week. Uh, I may have made some bad choices and led myself down a really annoying path that forced me to take one of these uh, battles that took me literally hours and hours uh the jean d'arc oopsie uh I, I won this battle but i really should have just quit and started over because i made bad choices <laughs> uh it got to the point where like i had a person stuck on a roof and no one could get to me but only one person could attack any of the people on the map and so it was just like my one guy against like six or seven of their guys and God, it was awful. No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, they couldn't attack me, so I was fine. Like I was, I was guaranteed to win eventually, but it just took so long. I hate that. I hate the game. Look, I understand when I say this, that it is probably basically impossible, but it would be very nice if the game is like, well, um, you'll win this eventually. So, do you want to just have a victory? I think Battletech had a version of that. Playing out the scenario, you mean? Just like, here, do you want us to just accept defeat as the computer? Yes, you're going to win. Didn't Battletech have a system like that? Or was it just auto-battle? And like, I think you- I think there was a, when you take this mission, if you know you're going to destroy it, like, you can just auto-battle it and not have to do the whole mission. Okay. So, yeah, they had that. Well, auto battle exists in a lot of things. I wish there was... Uh, what I'm talking more about is, I, like, I wish there was a... I'm in the middle of a strategy game fight. The game should be able to tell, like, you. I physically can't get to this person. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking specifically of the game Jean Dark, where, like, a lot of that game, there's bridges. And if you mm-hmm. have two archers, eventually they have to get into range, and they just slowly die crossing the bridge. But, like, if I try to cross the bridge, I will slowly die. So I just have to wait for the computer to come to me for 63 turns or whatever it was. Yeah. I know, you know. Uh-huh. This is about exactly what I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, archers that on button. roofs and, yeah. That button should exist. I've been I don't in, know. I've been in many a Hero Clicks battle that, <laughs> that, yeah, that was yeah. like this. Hero clicks has a big problem with that. It's like I have two guys left. Can we just end now? Or yeah. at the very least, turn up the uh, give you a slider for the speed that turns the, take. The real problem is like not even just the time the turns take. It's like okay, all of these other units have no nothing to do here. Can I just like put them on? Never show me this unit again. Like it like. So something at least that used to exist in Final Fantasy Tactics, which doesn't exist in this, is you can't attack your own people. Oh, so, just to take them off the map? Yeah, so it's like, okay, like these guys are trapped in this piece of land and they can't get back over to that other piece of land. They're stuck here. Can I just have them fight each other so at least they're gaining experience from fighting? Like, 
do something useful instead of just standing there or just like wait to be killed by the whatever is going on here. Like, no, can't even do that. They just have to stand there. It's like they have no offensive use. They can like use potions on each other. Cool. I'm not just going to waste potions for no reason. Hmm. One thing I will say about this game is unlike a lot of those other games, money is relatively tight, or at least it seems to be for me um, thus far. So, like, I don't want to spend the money to buy a bunch of potions because I want to spend it to upgrade my guys. But upgrading your guys costs a lot of money, man. <laughs> so then I constantly have no money because I'm upgrading my guys. Are you supposed to be upgrading as much as you are instead of buying, like, uh, um, or using, like, upgraded weapons? Sometimes they won't. Do- you're upgrading too fast, right? It could be. I don't know, man. Um, there's also, like, the upgrade costs both money and materials, and, like, the materials are expensive, too. And, like, maybe I should be buying, like, more items to use. Like, they have those, um, they have, like, items you could throw at the bad guys that do stuff, you know? Maybe you're supposed to have more of those to, like, use when you can't do anything in a turn. Mm. But it doesn't, it doesn't help anyway in this case because, like, I would have had to have 10,000 of those items for all these people that are standing around just waiting to be killed. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, uh, I still like the game. I'm still interested in the story. It's just, like, that one particular battle sort of ground me to a halt and then i needed a break <laughs> took the wind out of your sails a little bit yeah well, that's a bummer but uh, it's good that the game is still fun uh do you want to hear a wacky thing that i discovered always yes. i didn't discover it the entire world discovered it i got it in an email uh the next war zone season is going to have a special character kind of event thing can you guess what crossover franchise they've included they've done things they've done things wrong answers only (laughs) yeah wrong answers only they've done man (laughs) oh yeah that's pretty good uh fortnite's done stuff like that so they've done things like die hard judge dread uh you know things of the of similar nature so if you gun, guess wrong answers based. only, what's that? So like gun-based movies, yeah, where the so guy's shooting guns. If we do wrong answers only, you might actually get it. <laughs> Predator. Pretty dang close. Keep trying. <laughs> Cobra. Rambo. Rambo. No, they've oh, done Rambo. Rambo actually. Okay. Yeah. Let's no. Uh, since it's set in World War II now. They're going to have a crossover event with Godzilla. What? Yes, that's what the internet said. Literally, that's literally what the internet said today when they sent noted out the, user of guns, Godzilla. Yeah, no, no, noted lover of firearms. No, I mean if they, you said lover of atomic weapons, I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the funny thing I discovered today. Oh, boy. Do you, do, do any of you, do either of you listen to Insert Credit? I do not. Neither do I. Um, it's a podcast. It's a gaming podcast with people with a good, decent amount of, uh, not decent, I would say exorbitant amount of video game experience more than most people uh, singularly and combined quite a bit more than that. 
uh, and they had an episode about GDC, which was actually very recently. I don't know if you heard much about it. I don't think a lot of important news came out of it. But it mm-hmm. gave me hope because in some of the reporting, it seems that a very clear divide has started to cleft the video game industry surrounding NFTs. Is the cleft between business people who love them and everyone else who thinks they're dumb as hell? I think the cleft is between the people trying to sell NFTs and the gamers. <laughs> hey, J- JJ, I got some more people for your moon jail. Yeah. <laughs> If it was within my power, trust me, every person talking about crypto would go straight to the actual moon. I just want to go there so bad. Do you just (laughs) go ahead, guys? (laughs) I just wanted to know, have you uh, heard any new news on the NFTs in games front? I, I think a lot of the main companies have started to back off a little bit. Uh, I feel meanwhile, like every, we're going to get the metaverse. I feel like every time I hear about it, it's some other business company, business executive saying, yeah, we're totally doing a metaverse NFTs guys and crypto. We love it. Blockchains, whatever. Yeah. And then a bunch of people angrily replying to these people being like, we hate you. We hate your game. Stop this. And then never saying anything about it again. So <laughs> I hope that that trend continues, I guess. Yeah. So uh, it, the reason that I remembered this reporting from the GDC actually was because uh, we should probably talk about two stories. One was the first story that brought it to my mind was uh, Mike Ibarra, the new president of Blizzard, was on Twitter over the weekend saying that the there was like a survey or something that Blizzard was looking at developing NFT-based games. And uh, Ibarra said, there's no way we'll ever do it, you know, like unequivocally, no, we won't do an NFT game. Um, He, they, I guess, I guess the poll was asking about future trends in gaming. And he was like, no, it wasn't about that. It was more, it was about like game pass type services. I'm like, what for, hold on, you're lying because (laughs) Blizzard doesn't have enough games to have a game pass like service. And secondly... You're part of the company that has Game Pass. Well, not yet, but also like, yeah, exactly. It's like the company that has Game Pass is that company. So clearly Blizzard was asking about NFTs and then the blowback immediately convinced them that they should not be. Maybe maybe we don't. Uh, You would think that those guys would have the idea that maybe their audience doesn't like mobile and weird games like that after the blowback Diablo Immortal got. By the way, that game's still not out. No. Is that true? Wow. Yeah, not out. How is that even possible? Don't know, dude. Don't know. Did they just kill it quietly? No, I don't know. I, again, I have no idea. I just saw some people uh, talking about it over the weekend. It's like, yeah, man, remember that thing? And being like, yeah, how is that game? Be like, someone <laughs> then replied, was like, dude, it's still not out yet. Well, the Apple App Store apparently says it's coming June 30th. So we'll see if that comes uh, to be... Uh, so, Mike Ibarra tried to do his best to distract from the bigger story with Blizzard this past week. God, what they do now? The governor of the state of California 
apparently tried to step in and both people with the the lead counsel and the assistant lead counsel for the uh, sexual harassment case against Activision Blizzard have both stepped down in protest. Yeah, this is the uh, California state uh, action that's being taken against them. Not, not the federal action. Yeah. Or the SEC action. How does this keep going in a, in this sense that people are still willing to stick their foot, which is all the way up their behind, then into their mouth, and then jump into the pool of cess that is the Activision Blizzard sexual harassment case, as if they would no one would notice? Truly don't know how anyone could think interfering in a case that this high profile wouldn't get you in trouble on the internet but apparently here we are or anywhere yeah or anywhere yeah my god oh i don't have much to say i mean i just couldn't believe it when i read it (laughs) i didn't know if anyone else had a reaction it's it's disgusting dude like what the hell's going on in this state like unbelievable All right, then. Let's end on that happy note. <laughs> uh, hold on, though. I actually have another thing I remembered that I wanted to talk about. Uh, changing gears completely. Um, I had an interesting issue with my computer the other day. And I had left it on for some amount of time. And I came back to notice there were red lights flashing above my video card. Have you guys ever seen this before? Uh, describe what you mean by above int because uh, I feel like in general computers are kind of like space which way is up is dependent (laughs) on your build entirely Uh, sure so I mean I know what they or I I think I know what it is that they mean at this point but no no I'm just curious what you mean by up where the power connectors plug in to the video card yeah. Okay. Uh, as as the video card is situated in the case. Okay. So mine, the fans point down. Yes. Uh, as with mine, and these would be on the opposite side of that, near the where the connectors plug in to the uh, card. So towards the board side. Uh, closer to the connector than the board. Like they're all they're like almost right next to the connectors. So there's red lights on your GPU on the back plate that are flashing near the pl- the ca- power cable plugs. Yes. Uh, and there are there are I can't tell if there are three or four of them. There might be another one that's like covered by the thing that's there, kind of. Uh-huh. There's definitely three, and maybe four. How and- many plugs do you you have a dual plug-in GPU? Is three plugs. And you have three lights flashing? At least three, maybe four. I can't tell if there's a fourth light or not. Problem with your GPU getting enough power? So that seemed to be the consensus the internet had about it. Uh, but the... My, wait, wait, Michael, Michael needs to guess first. If it's not that, what, what else could it be? 
Oh, um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, if it's not that for me, is something thermal. Yeah, okay. Too much heat, maybe. Uh, in Inconsistent power? Maybe it's, you're getting enough, but it's, like, not consistent? Yeah, I, I can't tell. Um, I can tell you, though, the lights keep blinking after I turn the computer off. Whoa. Yeah, so that's the weird one. So that, I mean, that to me is still potentially something thermal, right? The lights blink until it cools off. Does it ever stop or does it just stay on until you turn the computer on again? So I have found a way to turn them off. And the lights. And the, yeah. Uh, and then they have not recurred since. But the general consensus of the internet seems to be that they're related to something about the power not coming correctly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Have you recently uh, updated the card? No. Oh, you mean like drivers or something? Drivers or firmware? Uh, I haven't updated the firmware that I can remember. The drivers, I usually update the NVIDIA drivers not exactly when they come out, but somewhat regularly, like once a month or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the things that I the things that I saw about this problem, other people reporting it were, uh, mo- almost all of them were reporting from cards with three connectors. Okay, so uh, again, that leads to power. And most of the people felt that it was a power related thing, not a heat related thing. But no one was able to explain why it stayed on after the computer was off, and all, all of them had the same issue. The only way that people found to be able to like cause them to go off is to, you know, not, you know, you turn the computer off, but there's actually a second off switch on your power supply. Yes. Yes. They said you have to flip that one also. Uh, second question. Then the lights go off. And then after you turn that on and turn the computer on again, they're gone. Oh. Hmm. Yes. Second question. Huh. So so that worked for me, to be clear. Do you use any type of sleep modes? Um not typically. I don't like I don't typically put my computer to sleep. Um I either turn it off or just leave it on. But like your turn on. off when you do shutdown is not hibernate, it's like shutdown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or it's supposed to be. If it's and doing then, it, I don't, I don't want it to be. And then uh, you have the computer running not in balance but in performance. That is the setting I use, yeah. Yeah. That's very strange. Um, I have had one time my LED for one of my RAM turn red instead of oh. white, which I run them at. It seems like red is their default and -hmm. it would not unstick from red no matter what I did until I did the exact same thing of switching off the main power at the back of the unit instead of just shutting down. Mm. So it may not be power. It may be some kind of PCIe issue. And the fact that they're right next to the power connectors kind of makes me feel like it's a power thing, right? Yeah. But there's nothing from NVIDIA about what it might be? 
Well, no, and I haven't be the seen card manufacturer before the card manufacturer. Sure. Yeah, and so the place that I've been looking were like forums and stuff for people with the Reddit, <laughs> uh, Reddit, but also like the manufacturers forums. Yeah, yeah, it places like you know people there saying like, oh, you know, it's yeah, it's a power thing. You need to do some of these steps or whatever, but like never really saying exactly what it is the lights actually mean and like. There wasn't a exact common cause for why it's happening to people. Some people were like, oh, maybe this power supply you're using isn't quite providing enough power in certain situations. Or like, are you using one of these Y connectors that like splits one connector into two and it's are overdrawing? Uh, no, I'm not. You use three separate connectors straight yeah. all the way back. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but that was something that like some people had reported and being like, oh, yeah, I am using one of these Y connectors on the PCIe thing. Maybe that was it. But then other people are saying, no, it happened to me and I'm not doing that. And I'm using like a thousand watt power supply. And, and so like it, the it, PC builds are all over the board. It's impossible to like really nail stuff down. And the people weren't like forthcoming with information. So uh, that's interesting. <laughs> Should the guys at GN have a mailbag? Awesome. Oh, dude, actually. I should I should email them. <laughs> you should email them. Um, I mean, it, they just did. I mean, literally this week did a video on with uh, with an other YouTuber, an older YouTuber. Uh, I don't remember his name. John Two Cents or something like that. Uh, who now works? Oh, I think at Corsair, I've seen some of his stuff. Yeah, uh, about power supplies. So, you know. Maybe you'll get a response or shout out or something. Yeah, I would be curious. I don't know like how widespread the issue is either, and it seems to only happen on like the higher end high draw cards, which like you know. Hey man, any you know they like to expose stuff. So I, it uh-huh. anyway, uh, I am curious just to see like the other thing is that like even while the lights are on, the card is working fine. Like no noticeable issues. The computer is running. I can start up and close games like frame rate unimpacted as far as I can tell. Nothing is having a bad day or, or a bad time as far as I can see. Mm-hmm. So like it's just these lights blinking under my desk. That's Very still annoying. Weird. Oh yeah, it's super annoying, which is why I, why I went through the problem of figuring out how to stop it because the and then they keep blinking when you turn the computer off, which is like triply annoying. Triple annoying, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, hey, out there, if you have uh, ideas or answers for about this, please uh, let me know. Where should they send that, Michael? Yeah, they can send that to podcast at wewerdgamers.com. Um, we love hearing from the people. Especially uh, you can also, stuff. Yes. Uh, you can also get at us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, where we were gamers on all those places. Uh, you should go check out our YouTube where we have lots of our old content helpfully grouped into categories for you. I added a new category uh, called F1. (laughs) Is there one episode in it? There's two episodes in there. There's a race this weekend. F1 race this weekend. Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention there's an F1 race at 6 a.m. on Sunday. I was going to say, do you have nap time on your calendar already? (laughs) Got it, right? Yeah, that's going to be a uh, record it and watch it later for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have a lot to do that day, so I may just get up early because I won't be able to watch it later. I'm not getting up at 6 a.m. That's not not going to be what happens. You know, my kids are up at 6:30. What's the difference if they get into it and they want to watch some F1? You know. Oh, hold on. I got to find the name of this uh, race, which is just unbelievably dumb. Oh, yeah. You got to read it to Michael. I don't I can't remember. Keep 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 doing the thing. I'll I'll find it. Uh, What did I leave out? Oh, yeah. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Um, Share us with your friends. Someone who you think would enjoy listening to us. It's all about hangout time. People who like hangout time, bring them in. People that don't want to chill. Don't tell them. Actually, do tell them. And then maybe they'll want to chill after they hear us chill. That's the yes. answer. Yes. There you go. Uh, here is the name of this race. It is Formula One Rolex Grand Premio del Made in Italy E del Emilia Romagna GP. GP is Grand Prix. You got to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, like, you know, maybe the GP is, like, being added on automatically here or something. But, like, sure. yeah, wow. This is, like, the the full title of someone in the royal family, right? Right. Rolex Grand Premio Dell, <laughs> made in Italy in English. <laughs> e Del Emilia Romagna. <laughs> I love it. Just wow. 2022. Uh, the next one in May is the Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix. So that's great. It's the only one they can afford. <laughs> Got them. I was going to say they're broke after uh, buying themselves an arena. The one in a, the one in a parking lot. <laughs> you know, I want to, oh man, I want to live 15 years in the future and know how this crypto thing pans out. Well, Andrew, assuming you don't throw your health off a cliff, <laughs> you have a decent chance of living 15 years to find out. Yeah, we should probably, I should, yeah. Well, we're working on that. I've, I've talked about the, the exercise thing. It's hard. Health is hard. True story. Michael knows he broke his ankles. Not quite, but it was pretty bad for a while there. Once you just get to, apparently we have uh, somehow entered without knowing that it was coming that age. I mean, your boy over here is like knocking on 40 almost. So, yeah. When do we, uh, do we get a group rate on Rogaine for the podcast? Is that a. 